Hey guys, thanks for returning. Thanks for coming back. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to my friend here who we're going to get lots of details on. She's going to give us so much value and knowledge when it comes to this particular topic. Um, for those of you guys who are on Instagram or on Facebook or TikTok, on, on YouTube, literally any social media platform um, in 2022 has this cool feature called live streaming. Um, it's, it's been around for a while. It's nothing new, but now that all the platforms are adjusting their algorithms and they're trying to get people to stay on the app a lot longer, I have seen this trend of uh, people who take advantage of this tool, the live tool, gaining a lot more traction and getting a lot more sales, in my opinion, because when you're able to uh, effectively take advantage of this tool, you're going to see more people feeling like they're connected with you. And when you go live, there's just so much value that you're able to transfer onto your audience. And the reason why we've brought Brenda here today, we if you follow her, if you don't, you need to. I'm going to drop her link in the description box. But she owns a company called Agave Girl Boutique. And this company is very unique and it's very near and dear to my heart. So she's going to give a really quick um, intro in just a second about her and her company. But the reason I brought her on is because she is really active with doing lives and she's really good at it. She makes me want to buy everything that she shares on her live streams. Um, and whether you're a male or a female, it doesn't matter whatever industry you're in. I'm in a service-based industry. I sell courses and coaching, but I use lives as well in my business. She sells physical products. So she's going to give us a little bit about what her company is. And I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic over to Brenda. Hi, everyone. My name is Brenda Garcia. I am the owner of Agave Girl Boutique. Um, I started my business about three years ago, um, right before the pandemic started. So, That's pretty fresh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fresh, but um, we've grown a lot in the past couple of years. Um, social media has been like a really big, you know, factor for yeah. the growth. Um, but yeah, so my my store is an online boutique where I sell artisan goods from Mexico. Um, I have different parts. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. So we don't have to drive all the way in there. <laughs> yep. So um, I bring uh, products from Jalisco, Chiapas, Oaxaca, Yucatan, Puebla, um, pretty much all over Mexico. That's so awesome yeah. because, I mean... Where, we're, where, we're, where we are right now, which is Ventura County, it's such a, a diverse group. There's definitely a lot of Latinos, a lot of Mexicanos, but they're from all over the place. So to be able to have in one place all the different, you know, beautiful artifacts from Mexico, that is so, that's like so awesome. Yeah. And my focus for the, like my business is um, actually sourcing my products from artists and women. Oh. So I try to really go for, you know, helping um, Las Artesanas and bring by bringing their products here because um, during the pandemic, like they weren't able to go to the mercados. So they relied on um, selling their products to people that had businesses like mine. And so that was a big, a big deal was like, OK, like I really want to help yeah. the women. I just got the chills. I, I, I just got the chills. I. 
I feel like, you know, we talked about this is off topic, but you, you really attract your tribe when you're doing something um, and you know what your purpose in your business is, because that's everything that I'm about. You know, everything I'm about is by is to support and uplift other women in business. And so the fact that you you specifically target women who are making these items handmade items I mean that's that's major and yeah well, when I started the business I don't know have, have you heard of weave women's economic ventures no I haven't but I'm gonna write it down right now so they they're based out of Santa Barbara and um during the time that I kind of plateaued in my business I didn't know like how else to grow my business or I obviously needed a business plan and I didn't really know how to write one yeah I went to weave and it's they do like a whole course where they teach you you how to write a business plan, finances, all that. And one of their exercises was like, how do you, how are you going to make yourself different from everybody else in the industry? And I think with you, like you constantly have to be thinking like, how am I going to make myself stand out from the competition? Right. Yes. So I told myself like, okay, well, yeah, you can go and buy from the mercado, like from the people that are, you know, selling their, their product and stuff, but what's going to make me different and that was, that was the thing that was like, okay, I need to source most of my product. So at least maybe like 85% of the, the items that I bring from Mexico are all sourced from women. And it's a lot easier to also kind of talk and negotiate with them, not negotiate, but like, you know, give ideas and, and work with them. So they kind of know, um, because they're women, like we understand each other at a different level, I guess that um it's been really it's been a pleasure to work with all these all these people and and see how they're contributing into their household not just you know the the typical um latino machista you know mentality of the man has put it in your pockets and that's it yeah there these are other women more than likely that are also trying to make an impact and trying to make a difference not just for the money solely no and yeah and, and they're they're you know single mothers um, you know, the providers of, of their family, they're the ones that are going out and either doing something, um, like selling their products that they're making at home. So I actually have a lot of product that comes in and it smells like smoke and people are kind of like, Oh my God, it's, that's gross. Like, why does it smell like smoke? It's probably used. It's not that it's used. It's not the clothes is not used is that they're making their clothes next to the fire that's warming their house or, you know, while they're cooking on their downtime, they're, they're, you know, doing the, the embroidery or whatever they're making. Um, so it's, it's really impactful to see those type of products that, you know, that they're coming and directly from the artisans, it's not made in a factory. It's not, it you know, I really like paint. Yeah. It's yeah. Like- <laughs> chemicals. No, it smells yeah. like smoke because these people are actually making them, you know, by hand in their home. Um, and that's how they provide for their families. Wow. That is super impactful. And I feel like this is, um, this leads us really just into our, you know, our questions about, um, you know, why you, you pretty much already answered why you are doing what you're doing, but, um, is there a specific, does this have a lot to do with like which platform you choose? Because, um, to, for today's topic, the emphasis is going to be on going live. And I know that's something that you do pretty frequently. Um, does the fact that you work with women or, you know, and you, and you're buying from women, does that have an effect on which platform that you, that you use or, um, it, it does. Well, like for, 
for example, I know that my target market is, you know, from 18 to 40 or 55 year olds, depending on kind of what the product is, right? Which item. Mm-hmm. Which item. So um, if I'm trying to sell a more traditional dress, those are the people that will buy directly from Facebook because it's an older demographic. And then, you know, if I'm trying to sell um, like a modern style warache, like it's original, the original warache, right? But it has a little bit of a modern twist, like our waraches have a higher platform and it's kind of the trend right now are the platforms. So we, yeah, I've been seeing that a lot. you know, like modified a few um, designs, but I know that my target market for people that will wear platforms are on Instagram or on TikTok. If that. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I think that that has a lot to do like you're this, this just goes to show though, guys, like that there's so much more that goes into uh, sourcing products, reselling the products, um, all of that stuff. It's not as simple as, oh, um, a lot more people are on Instagram. So that's where I need to be. I think that when you're, when you're making your social media strategy and you're figuring out where you're going to spend time um, doing certain things, it's important to really look into where your target audience spends time. And not only where do they spend time, but where do they spend time and they're ready with their wallets, ready to buy stuff, yeah. right? Because um, there's plenty of people who are um, maybe on Twitter, but do pe- are people really converting on Twitter, right? Like is, is the Twitter platform really a good place for that? I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard any great things. So it's not just where they are, it's where they are ready to buy. And that's the main yeah, thing. Yeah. So that's really important. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and which one would you say that you mostly spend time on for them, for the middle? Um, personally, I would say Instagram just yeah. because, um, you know, you like our age group, we are more on Instagram. That was just kind of, it, it goes back to like trying to get away from like Las Dias and, you know, your mom's on Facebook. So for me, it was like, oh, I, I'm on Instagram and I can, you know, better funnel what I put onto my Instagram um, platform. Right. Um, for the business, it's, it's, it's the same thing. I think for me, like when I upload something, I go onto Instagram first. It's just, I kind of, add a habit um but yeah I would I would have to say Instagram you know what I'm the same um as it just depends what I'm what I'm really uh what my emphasis is when when I'm emphasizing kind of like how you have two target audiences so do I and I feel like most businesses um if you sell different type of things services or products different ones you're going to have different target audiences for me I spend uh when I'm doing like coaching and stuff I spend a lot of time on Instagram Whereas when I'm focusing on like product sales and lash courses, like skill set, I spend a lot of time on TikTok. Um, so it just kind of depends. And then with Facebook is where I have a community for both. So I think um, the main point here is that it doesn't really matter which platform you choose. Uh, but the main thing, in my opinion, from what I understand, is consistency. If you, um, yes. right, if you kind of oh, take yeah. a month off, you'll notice it in your numbers. You'll notice when you go live again after a month, if you were going every, let's say Monday, Wednesday, Friday for like six months, and then all of a sudden you take a month off and you try to come back Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's going to be rough to get that same engagement that you did. 
you might get viewers, but they're not going to feel as engaged because they don't feel like they're a part of a community. So then that's where the scary part comes because people are like, okay, you've pretty much convinced me that it's important to go live actually by this point, but like, how do I overcome these fears? And is there anything that's good about it aside from making sales? Like, I think in, from my, from my experience with the students in my coaching program, I find that a lot of these girls, um, they know that it's important to go live and they, their main concern is that what will I talk about? Like, how will I do it without sounding like a, what is it like a, like a car salesman or a, you know, how do I, how do I talk to people? natural? Yes, exactly. And yeah. I think that's the main um, thing. Have you, have you found that there's something that you actually enjoy about it? Like that makes it fun, makes it enjoyable? Just connecting with people because um, the difference, I, I guess like the difference between you and I is that you put yourself out there. Like you, Ashley, you put yourself out there you're the face of your business because you're selling the service right. that you're providing. Right. Mm -hmm. For me at Agave Girl, like I don't put myself out there. So you won't find a lot of pictures of myself um, as the owner, because I'm not selling me. Right. I'm selling the product that I'm, you know, bringing from a different country and I want to make that look pretty and appealing to people. Right? right. But when I go live, people are like, Oh, that's, that's you. <laughs> that's you. Like, oh, there's someone behind, you know, the pretty pictures and the huaraches or the handbags. And it's different because they, the people that are on, like, they want to have a conversation with you. They want to mm -hmm. get to know you. They want to see, you know, they want to know why you started your business. It's almost like you're breaking the monotony of your content because on, online yeah. on your post, everything is about your products. And then when you show your face on camera, they're like, oh my God, this is the company I've been buying from, or, oh my God, like I, now I want to buy from her because, yeah. of, you know, like, and whereas before the they were just liking and getting inspo. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest thing that it's like, now I want to buy from you because you're an actual person and maybe I get you a look lot like me, or maybe you talk like me. Yeah. And I get a lot of, um, like negative not negative comments but like those comments of people like thinking that we're because of our paid ads mm -hmm. that we're another one of those companies that's just you know exploiting okay yeah the Mexican artisans right and or we're just gonna scam them because right. a lot of there's a lot of companies that have that you know they do the paid ads and then people don't get their product so um when I go on and then they actually see like oh like I've been getting these ad targeting you know and now I actually get to see who's behind the company it makes them a little bit more comfortable and then people don't know that I am you know a you know Mexican that the business is woman-owned family-run like so when you get to you get the opportunity to talk to people about those topics those things of how you started your business what inspired you they get inspired too and then they want to buy from you more they want to support your cause or you know what you're selling or who you're helping 
I think the same thing happens. Yeah, for sure. I feel like even if hypothetically people are following you mostly for like inspo or whatever, um, the, the thing is that maybe they are not so interested in purchasing, but there's a very large chance that somebody else is. And then they'll say, oh my God, um, there's this girl. I love her. You know, you should follow her. And, And it can be as simple as that. It's not always as simple as, oh, the people that follow you are be your customers, but they'll send you customers. So it's kind of like a ripple effect. And by showing people that you're human. And I think one thing that a lot of people um, misunderstand about going live is that it doesn't have to be um, like a super curated YouTube video. I feel like a YouTube video is very uh, production. Like you need the lights, you need a cute yeah. background, you need um, to have your outfit, hair, makeup done, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's going to live there forever. And whereas on Instagram, because it's alive, you can choose to, to delete it or you can also save it. But people aren't really going back into your old lives. A lot of time it's more for like that moment. Yeah. So people, I think, appreciate um, the imperfectness. I think that's one of the fears a lot of people you have. have no idea how many times I've had to like, hold on, I'm going to go grab this. Or, yeah. Hold on, I'm going to turn on the light. Or, you know, even crying on a live, like, because they've asked me something that's really like triggering personal. Her. And it's really, mm-hmm. you know, so I've talked, I've had to talk about things that I wouldn't have talked about in a youtube video like you said because of the production of it like Mm -hmm. you know you already know what you're going to talk about and that's it you don't have your customers or the people that are watching interacting with you Mm -hmm. and you don't have to answer questions and so you know like you kind of go and you do your video and that's it no you don't have that that that, that raw it's like raw it's a very raw raw. authentic and genuine and then when you mess up I feel like that's the main thing people are worried about like what if I say a word wrong trip over my words then keep going and people will see that you're human like them and it just builds connection Mm -hmm. so um that makes sense so you would say that building those connections would be the your favorite part oh yeah okay so completely honest what is your least favorite part about going live oh going live probably it's those just, the, probably those trolls you're talking about huh yeah the, the the people that are just you know nitpicking at that mm-hmm. stuff or um I I think mo- most mostly just getting in my head yeah like being in my head about it about going mm-hmm. live I'm like oh I have to go live <laughs> and then I'm live and I'm like oh or I'm done and I'm like damn, I didn't want that to end. Like I yeah. had to get off because I have to, you know, go somewhere work, <laughs> work or be, or do something. Um, that would probably be like dreading it more than I actually overthinking, should. Pretty much overthinking overthinking part, yeah. Okay. So then that that's proof right now. And I, I don't think we had covered this yet, but that's proof that you don't exactly look forward to going live. Right. Sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't, it you just depends on also like you know what my week's been like if I'm like okay like I I wanna I'm excited about showing this new product like I want to go live right but if it also starts feeling like too repetitive and I'm just doing it just to do it like that's that's when it sucks like you're kind of oh it feels like just like a chore yeah yeah what about when you first started when you first like do you remember your first live I was so nervous really (laughs) And, yeah. and why what made you want to go like why did you make the decision to do it 
because I saw that a lot of other people were going live Mm -hmm. and I've always told myself, well, like chingado, why can't I do it? Like, why am I not going to do it? You know, I I have to do it. It's part of the growing the business. And if this is going to get me more followers and this is going to get me more, more exposure, um, then I have to do it. You know, you, you have to put yourself out there. And what was Um, it that you feel like you were afraid of? Like, what was the fear? Was it, um, just looking dumb. Like, I think that that's the biggest thing that everybody kind of, you don't want to look dumb on live, Yeah, you know, and, and then you go live and you're like, oh, like that was, you know, you're getting all this positive feedback of people asking questions, wanting to know you, wanting to know your business and your product. Um, And that's when it's like, oh, like this isn't as bad as I, you know, put in my head that it was going to be. Yeah, for sure. And then um, usually when you first go live, it's not even like that many people on a lot of times, it's like your best friends or, you know, yeah, it's like the people. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll be on. And then like, you know, the first five, 10 people that come on, it's like the people, you know, that I just knew the, the last time that I did a, like a live that I really said like, Oh, I'm going to go live and, and yeah. do it. I just come back from seeing you yeah. and you were on, I'm like, Hey, you know, yeah. how are you? Like, Hey. And, and I think that that, that says a lot about um, the beginning stages is I think what people are afraid of is that they think that they're going to go on and there's going to be 10,000 strangers. And it's like, no, you, you, that's not going to happen. No. You, in order to get a lot of people on your live, you need to consistently be showing value so that people can want to come back. Yeah. You're not going to automatically get 200 people. So that's like the first thing. Um, once you, once you finally kind of like, like, what would you say if you could give a tip, um, like on someone who wants to start going live, but is afraid, like if they're trying to do it to build um, clients, maybe as corny as it sounds, just do it. I know. Right. Just do it. Like, just go for it. Um, you know, I, for the first couple of lives, like when I first, first started, I would literally pour a beer. Mm -hmm. And I would be drinking a beer off camera. Yeah. And then it got to the point that I, that people were like, oh, like, you know, happy Friday or whatever. Like, oh, you know, let's, let's, we should do a, a drink a margarita with me type of oh, live. Yeah. And like, people want to interact with you like that and chat with you online. And th- that was kind of like what got me through the first couple of like being really nervous. Yeah. It was just, just put some tequila or vodka in it. <laughs> hey, you know, that's actually what really? a lot of people do when they go, when they public speak, when I do public speaking, like at seminars and stuff, I usually take a shot beforehand just to like, yeah, like loosen up out. and yeah. you know, just another thing that I did when I first started, um, was I would do short lives. Like I wouldn't do really long ones. I would just do like one thing. It'd be like, okay, it's, um, Thursday morning. Um, and I would do it at the times where like, no one was on live. Like, where, where no one was get there. yourself comfortable right yeah I would yeah. I wanted no one to be there so the first couple of lives I did nobody was on them like one person would pop in and pop out but no one really stayed I was on TikTok I, the other day you know what <laughs> that was me on TikTok the other day because I haven't done a lot of TikTok lives yeah. it takes I a while to build up that traction yeah and I know I have to do it it's just I'm more comfortable doing it on Instagram right because right I've already built a community there yeah yeah, that's but what I, know I did. That I have to do TikTok because I've seen the amount of like the growth, growth of right. People. So the thing about TikTok that makes it different from Instagram is that it actually sh- pushes your 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 live out to um 
other audiences. So whereas on Instagram, when you go live, only your followers can see it. People who follow you, the only time someone who doesn't follow you can see the live would be if you were going live with someone else, then their audience will be able to see it. Or if people share it, like, you know, they send it to their friends while you're on live. But other than that, it's really just your followers. So you don't really grow a lot from doing lives so much. You connect more from doing lives on Instagram. Where on TikTok, you actually grow from doing lives because it shows it to everybody. They don't have to be following you. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just used to do like like five minutes real quick, something really quick. It's Thursday morning. Kind of like how people do it on their stories. Um, like I just be like, Hey guys, it's Thursday. And, uh, I had this thing called thankful Thursdays. And I would say this week, I'm thankful for, um, you know, this one client that, that, uh, came in and, um, had an issue and explained to me and gave me feedback. Cause now I'm going to restructure my business around, you know, the issue that she had. That's and I would really just kind of find something really short, like really not good. even long. That's a really good tip. Yeah. You that's what I did on TikTok. <laughs> You know why? Because it's scary to go a long time. You know, yeah. it's scary to, to plan out like a presentation, which I have done those too. Um, but speaking of that, one of the things that I recommend is like, if it's scary to just talk to the camera, I feel like one of the things for Hakeem, he hates the idea of talking to a phone. He's like, there's no one there. Like I'm not talking to anyone, you know? And I get that. So what I would do is I would, I would recommend going live with someone. That's another thing that I recommend, yeah. like I would do just have someone with you. So you can go live together, not necessarily with you in person. I'm saying like plan a live with somebody else, maybe somebody who's really comfortable doing lives. So that way it could be me. If you guys want to go live with me, maybe Brenda. And then that yeah. way, what will happen is it's almost like you're just talking to them while the camera's on. It's not so much like you're talking to the camera. Hakeem likes those interviews that we do with people because it doesn't feel like he's talking to the camera. It feels like he's talking to them and the audience is just listening. So that's another thing. And then uh, the other thing I recommend is to really, uh, like I said earlier, I would go during like late, late nights, like I'm talking like midnight or like 5 a.m., the most random time of day where everyone's sleeping or they're at work and there was nobody on there. So I would just get it out of the way and again, it was short ones. So I kind of built courage that way. And overall, like she said, the main reason why it's so important to do these things is because you're going to connect. There's, there's no better way to connect with someone than them to feel like you're talking to them. Yeah. It's one sure. thing to talk, um, to make a post and a caption, right? If people even read your caption, maybe you're good at it. But if you're looking at somebody, obviously you're not really looking at them, but if you're looking at the camera and it feels like you're talking to them, it's almost like um, you get the same feeling as if you were talking in person. It really does feel like you're just in person. The only thing different is a a video camera. So for the fact that it works for me in my services, in my classes, and it works well for you with selling physical products, I mean, I feel like this is just living proof that no matter what it is that you do, going live can help. Yeah, just do it. Just go for it. (laughs) And then what about, um, like you said, I kind of skipped over this, but I did want to ask those people who are giving you the headaches and talking crap or whatever it is, what are some of the ways that you deal with that? Mute them. Okay. You don't need that negativity yeah. in your space. Like yeah. I had the last time that I went on live, I actually had um, people from the Middle East, like they look like s- scammers. Yeah. Um, you know, like saying stuff about my appearance and I literally stopped in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. And I was like, hold on, like I need to block some people. And I just started blocking people because 
I mean, first of all, I, we don't ship to the Middle East, so, right. you know, and for them, to, I'm not there to show myself off. I'm there to connect with my customers, with the yeah. people who are actually interested in what, you know, I'm doing. It's not all about follower count. No. And um, so I just started blocking people. Like I just started muting people because you don't like, don't also waste your time on on those kind of comments like like arguing with them or something. arguing with there's no point in arguing with people like you want your your live and that's that time to be a positive interaction with people so right. always keep it go back to just keeping it positive yeah for sure so just pretty much ignoring them is the, is yeah. the best way ignoring. And I know it can be hard especially when someone like you said they made comments about cultural appropriation and things of that nature I've gotten that in my page um because we 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 strongly um it's so I had a girl come on one of my lives when I was marketing some t-shirts I think I don't know if I have any with me right now but I have these t-shirts that say um or uh t-shirt sweaters that say support your homegirls and someone said that because I'm I was never part of a gang that um oh my god cultural appropriation it was it was a thing and don't get me wrong it was tough to keep going with my life I was straight up ignoring her I just yeah. didn't even give her the time of the day no, don't um, bother no and once you I, build a community your, your followers that are on there they'll attack they're like oh yeah they will they get vicious we've had yeah. I have had people where I'm like I don't even step foot I'm not even, I'm just watching, you know, cause yeah. you're, you get all the, the notifications of the right. comments and stuff. It's happened in, in comments, like on my actual feed, like uh-huh. on a post Yeah, where someone will come on and try to, you know, yes, you know, say something rude or, and I have those faithful customers that are just yeah. like, how dare you, you know, or like whatever, you, how they're, you, they'll come out and they'll doing- defend you. Yes, oh, yeah, exactly. Now, and that's one of the things I feel like if you if you do this and you do it consistently, you're gonna build really tight bonds with people who respect you and value what you're doing. Yeah. So in the event that you do get a hater or two or a troll, you probably don't even have to do anything because your ride or dies are gonna have they're gonna do it for you. They're gonna have your back. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why to me going like live, a gang. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Like a gang. Yes, I know, right? I don't have to be a, a, a gang. gang. I don't have to be, I have one, right? You have so I one. feel like that's why I, I feel like it's so important. And I'm really grateful for you giving us that that um back behind the scenes because I think a lot of people might go to your page, see that you have, you know, all between all your platforms, you got like what 300,000 followers. Like people might see that and think like, oh, it's easy for her. Oh, she likes it. Oh, she oh, loves no. She loves the attention or whatever it is that people think. I had this lady um, comment about my post that I did for um, Women's Empowerment Day. Mm-hmm. And it was something along the lines of like, you know, bright, you know, shine bright chingona. Mm-hmm. and to me like if someone calls me a chingona like I'm like hell yeah I'm a chingona like oh, you know I, I yeah and and she's like I don't appreciate the profanity and it's like okay well you might not appreciate it but then you're not my customer like you don't even follow me yeah get off my page I've had people tell me the same thing that my language is inappropriate and I respect their opinions 
But at the same time, um, if you You're being can't, you. if and if you can't read between the lines of what I'm posting and recognize that every single thing I post online, even if there's cuss words, even if there's um, awkwardness or whatever you want to call it, uh, at the end of the day, it's always uplifting. Like if yeah. you want to nitpick, that's the point here is that there's always going to be someone that nitpicks there is, and you can't avoid that. There's, if you're waiting for the day that you have your live script and everything perfectly curated, and you think that that's going to deliver a message that nobody's going to dislike, well, you're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> like someone's always going to have something to say, no matter how no you could what. be talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And somebody is going to say that you're not a good enough Christian. You could be talking about feeding poor kids in Indonesia and someone's going to say, well, what about the kids in the Philippines? I mean, no matter what you do, yeah. there's always going to be somebody who, um, who objects. And I think that what we're trying to get across here is that you're not doing lives to convince people to like you. You're doing lives to connect with the people who were meant already for you. Mm -hmm. That's that's it. Yes. And that's what sales is. If if you guys are in business, you're in sales. And I think a lot of people don't want to believe that, but it doesn't matter if you don't sell a product, even if you sell a service, you are in sales. And the best way to sell to somebody is to connect with them. A lot of times um, there's like car salesmen, uh, when you do the trainings, they'll teach you just agree with everything they say. Yes, yes, yes. Because you want to connect with them. And that's their way of connecting is by being Mm -hmm. the guy who's going to do their best to deliver them whatever they can. And so I think if you can, if you have this free tool (laughs) to connect with people, it's really just um, negligent on your behalf. And I feel like one of my biggest pet peeves when people tell me, Ashley, my business is struggling. I can't get clients. I've been doing everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, what's everything? Like, oh, I do a 50% off promo every month. I do, I, I, um, I made business cards and I dropped them off at different stores. I'm like, is that what you consider everything? Because girl, like there's, those are, act, those there's two- a lot more. Yes. There's so I've much. I actually have a friend who, um, he has, he has his little store in Mexico. Mm-hmm. He has a few actually, and he's doing really well, but he was trying to ask me like, how do you, you know, how do you do it? And what, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, okay, well, what do you, what do you do? Like, tell yeah. me what, what do you do? And he's like, well, I only have a Facebook page. Yeah. And I'm like, where's your Instagram? Where's, you know, your website? Where's this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because in Mexico, it's different. I'm like, no, it's not because I've actually found a lot of my suppliers from Instagram who are working it and they're shipping all through Mexico, all to the United States. So you can't tell me that only Facebook works for you because you haven't even tried Instagram. And then he saw actually one of the lives that I was doing and he was like, wow, like, you know, you, I can't believe you, you're doing all this. And I'm like, yeah, you, you have to like, you, that's why I was asking you, like, why don't you have an Instagram for your stores? Like you should be posting all of the new stuff that you're bringing into your shop on your Instagram and even going live showing people, Hey, we're, you know, on the corner of this street and this street, and this is what this shop looks like on the outside. And when you walk in, you're going to be greeted by, you know, fulanita and Hulanito, and, you know, and, and it's the, the way that's how you're going to connect with and it does, and this is and amazing. Gonna so want, you can't just do want to come to your store. Exactly. That's the way it, this is something that I teach in my program is that um, when someone associates your company with something, just seeing it once a lot of times is not enough. They need to see it 
several times before they finally pull out their credit card and say, Hey, take my money. Yeah. It takes sometimes dozens of times before you can purchase, someone will purchase from you, especially the more expensive your services are. If you're in what we call a low ticket item, which is pretty much in my industry, anything under a hundred dollars, that's what we consider a low ticket. Anything that's in the hundreds, like a luxury service, or maybe a training, those are higher ticket items, which means you're going to have to really be consistent. So the, if you, if you want to make sales and you're not going live consistently, maybe you provide a service, maybe you're not selling a product, but let's say you provide a service. You can go live while you're doing the service, or you can go live and show your space that you work in and say, Hey, this is where I do this. This is where I do that. You can go live showing how you're making your little aftercare packages. Uh, I mean, there's so many things you can do that uh, when it comes to going live to connect with people, it doesn't have to be going live, just talking to the camera. Like, you know, it could be going live while you're doing something. And then every so often you pop in and say, oh, this is what this is. And this is why I'm doing this folding towels. I mean, there's so many things that we do where you can just build a connection with people. And even if you're not comfortable going live, at least record yourself and bring out reels. Yes. But that was another thing that he was like, oh, like you, what do you think about videos? And I literally screenshotted my real, um, you know, the, the page. And I circled all the views, mm-hmm. you know, 35,000 views on one reel. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not comfortable doing yep. a live straight off the bat, then record yourself, you know, do a little bit of editing, yep. post it, and then go from there. I, I know that one of the reels that I have on, I think it was one of my first like TikToks, I did like a a time-lapse of me packing orders. Yeah. It was a day that I, you know, nobody else was in the office. I had to go in and package all these orders by myself. And, um, I was like, well, screw it. I'm just going to record myself, do a time-lapse. I posted it. I, and it was one of the, and that was kind of when the trend of like, you know, package an order with me on TikTok was, you know, happening. And it blew up. Like that's where we got a lot of our followers from. It could be as simple as that. It doesn't have to be like super curated. And I talk about this in a different episode. I have a two-part series where I talk about showing up on camera and like how to do it. One of that was one of my biggest tips is that if you are building up the courage to go live, you can definitely do short form video, whether that's in your story or in, um, in reels or TikToks, and you can like not even point it at yourself, like just point it at whatever yeah. it is that you're doing, just to build up that courage. And then maybe your next level could be like doing a voiceover over it. Maybe you're still not ready to show your face, but you want to show yourself packaging orders or uh, filling out whatever it is you do throughout the day. Um, maybe counting your inventory, but you don't actually show yourself. You show just like your body or your hands, and then you can put a voiceover, you know, once a month I do this and blah, blah, blah. Like the point is you can work your way up. It doesn't have to be overnight. Like tomorrow go live and dance on TV. Like you can build (laughs) your way up, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So thank you for that, Brenda. That was amazing. And I think, um, it was just my favorite thing that you said though, was the fact that, that you can connect with people. That's the most valuable thing. If you take nothing away from this, remember that it's not about growing your following lives are not about growing your followers. It, it will, that, that is a side effect yeah. of going live, but the main purpose of going live is to connect on a, in a level that you wouldn't be able to do just by typing or just by putting yeah. pre-recorded videos up. It's just not possible. So Um, Thank you for that. And then if you would be so kind to let us know um, what to expect from Agave Girl in the near future, like what are the plans? Do you have anything upcoming new? 
Um, well, right now we're working on uh, expanding our um, our collection. So we do have a pet collection that's being in the works. Um, oh my god! I already have the Instagram. So if you guys want to follow the Instagram, I haven't posted anything yes, what is yet. It? So I can follow it. But it's um, Luna and Lola. Um, and so we're gonna do like a, a pet collection of you know leashes oh and collars and bunch of cute stuff like that all handmade um oh my god that is so cute. and then uh we've been working on the men's collection for a while it's just been you know it's been rough with yeah. the space and you know well, and men's else. clothes are a lot heavier and sturdier yes. so the shipping is more expensive i would assume yes so that's kind of like okay like but we've we've been working on you know men's huaraches and oh, they're awesome. beautiful and i'm excited to finally launch it but that that'll be in the in the near cool. future and okay and where do they go to shop from you what's your website um agaveboutique.com and we're on all platforms facebook instagram twitter I'll make sure to link all of those um, in the description box. Thank you. Um, I'm really grateful for your time. Thank you so much, Brenda. Well, you gave so much me. value. And um, you guys definitely got to check her out. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.